Welcome to another episode of Demystifying Gay Porn. My name is I.K. Grande, and if you watch gay porn, I've definitely helped you get off. And uh, so as a gentleman that's joining me today, yet again for season two, um, international porn star, content creator, model, Drew Dixon, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> it's been it's, a minute. It's been a minute. Oh my gosh, it was like a year ago we yeah. last did this. Yeah, Las Vegas. Oh my gosh, and last year I only had the credit to claims of being a slut, and now I'm an international <laughs> porn star. You are, you and- <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, you, we were just talking about it a little while ago. Tell us, you've been traveling with um, Romeo Davis. Romeo Davis. You guys have been... My bestie, yeah. Yeah, you guys have been all over the place. What's been going on? It's been fun. Uh, well, I mean... Um, I, I tentatively say I've been traveling all over the place because I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm consciously aware that a lot of people haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the, the reality is I don't have any ties. I, I don't, I don't own a home. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, a lot of people are like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm not from anywhere. I live out, I'm still living out my suitcase. So I'm from January, 2019. It's just been me and my suitcase. I have a storage unit in, back in the UK, but that's it. <laughs> I don't live in it. Um, so, yeah, I uh, in the March of last year, I went to Canada. I went for 10 days mm-hmm. from the 10th to the 20th. And then I was meant to go to Spain, but Spain had closed. So I mm-hmm. couldn't go there. And then I was due to come to Los Angeles and I couldn't get into the U.S. as well. U.S. was shut. So I stayed in Canada um, we have one of my close friends, Ethan Chase, who's also a performer mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, I already knew Romeo. Um, we'd worked together quite a few times. We've hung out a lot and we really get on. But of course, for, our, for that 10 days in Canada, it ended up being six months. Mm-hmm. So um, so you quarantined in I in quarantined okay. in Canada, yeah. What, um, what was that experience like? It was... It was wonderful. People are like, oh, you stuck here. I'm like, I don't feel stuck. I feel, I feel, I mean, granted, we were still kind of like in our own little spaces and stuff, but it was such a very, it was a very healthy um, place for me to be actually. Cause after having traveled, um, you know, uh, 15, 16 months of literally being on the go and being mm-hmm. in a place no more than a couple of weeks, some places I was there for two days or a night or a week or whatever. So to be there somewhere for six months, um, actually kind of, uh, brought me back to uh, what it's like to have a, like a proper routine and, mm-hmm. and doing just like clean cooking and cleaning. Well, yeah. I can't cook. I can clean. I'm okay with some, you know, scrubbing and stuff. Because <laughs> I'm a scrubber. And, um, uh, and it was good. I managed to do some homework. Like I was working out at, back at Ethan's place. He had like a little kind of gym in his spare room mm-hmm. and like kind of going back to basics with like core training and like, uh, like toning and stuff. So it was, um, it was just a very healthy experience for me. Actually, I really got to focus, mm-hmm. really got to focus and put some things on track. So they didn't have, you're a UK citizen. Yes. They didn't. Well, actually UK and Canada, like that's kind of, I mean, it's part it of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, um, I mean, I was, um, I'm allowed to visit Canada for six months at a time anyway. Oh, so that's okay. why I did yeah. six months, you know, all right, all right. <laughs> don't want to outstay my welcome. I mean, they were kicking me out by the end of it anyway. Right. <laughs> like, oh God. <laughs> he's not going <laughs> anywhere. He's, not, he's like a rash. We can't get rid of him. Um, so yeah, but yeah, they finally, uh, they finally got rid of me and <laughs> I went back to UK for a little bit. Did you miss home um, by the time you went back? Um, No. <laughs> No, I um, it's surreal going back to the UK because it's like um, it, it I don't know how to explain it. when you when you grow up somewhere everything's so familiar. So when you kind of like dive into a different kind of culture and way of doing things, going back seems a little alien. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't feel like this. But um, 
you know, I caught up with my family and I saw my family and I saw my nieces and um, just kind of uh, reset a little bit. But um, And then I was back on the road in October. So nonetheless, most of that summer I was with Romeo Davis. And then, of course, in the October, he came out to Europe. And then we did three months around Europe. And Europe was kind of open mm-hmm. at the time. It was opening back up. So when we travel, we travel obviously with the mo- utmost care and like within limitations of the law and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the amount of COVID tests I've had, I've had more things at my fucking nose and in my ass. Do you know what I mean? So, like, your ass. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean more, more COVID tests than things up your ass. Yes, like, yes, okay. yes, yes. Just things being shoved up I there. was like, yeah. what clinic did you go to? I've yeah, been to a very specialist clinic. <laughs> It's called Flex. (laughs) So you had a lot of fun during the pandemic as well. I I did. um, As much as we can, you know. Absolutely. (laughs) Everything was within limitations, but Canada was doing, Canada was doing quite well, I suppose, Mm -hmm. um, in comparison to other countries with their pandemic. (laughs) With their pandemic. Well, yeah, with their handling of it. Yeah, the the handling. I mean, I I can't speak for them now because I'm not there. And of course you hear stories and reports and stuff, but then all countries are in the same boat. We just have to get on with it, don't we? Do what we have to do. So um, then come the beginning of the year, we were in Mexico. We we traveled to Mexico and then we came up into the US Mm -hmm. um, for the spring. So... Did you, were you doing a lot of fan content or did you do some studio work on top of that? Like in, there was, um, yeah, uh, intermittently where, where studios were filming, Mm -hmm. I was taking studio gigs, um, of course, where they were, were, and it's a completely different kettle of fish now because there's so much more, obviously so much more testing requirements to go into it. Um, and a lot more preparation and you've got to be very careful who you're interacting with beforehand, because if you get a negative COVID test, before it was obviously STIs you need to be careful yeah. about, but now COVID is so easily, much easier to, to transmit because, of course, it's so uh, virally spread, mm-hmm. um, like my hell. So, um, I don't know why I said that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I've lost my train of thought now. Um, in regard to uh, uh, yeah. shooting with studios. So then, yeah, and I've been doing as much fan content as possible. For mm-hmm. I mean, for the lot of the summer last year, me and Romeo were just filming loads and loads and yeah. loads. So now studios are like, have you ever worked with Romeo Davis? I'm like, have you looked at our Twitter? Um, honestly, we were all over that. Place, yeah, I so. did. I did think you guys had a lot of sex. So <laughs> everywhere I went, I was like, Oh God, these guys, we, yeah. we were like, cause we were in our little bubble. Yeah, so like, yeah. I mean, what else was there to do? So mm-hmm. we were like going, we, I mean, uh, in Canada, we were, we, we actually flew when we could, we flew from Montreal to Ca- Calgary, which is a four hour flight. And then we, we were up at like two in the morning. I was douching at two in the morning, getting in a car at four, then driving two and a half hours to go up a mountain. Jesus. And he's boning me up a mountain, but it looks beautiful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you got beautiful content. I'm okay. artistic like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the staff at Tim Hortons at four o'clock in the morning is something to be desired about, but no, nonetheless, we, you've got to pick your battles, haven't you? <laughs> so we love you, Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys, um, have not been, you're here in New York City together. Yes. You have not been cast in a scene together. We have been, not in New York. No, not we, in New York. Uh, since we've been traveling together, we have been cast in only one studio scene. Oh, and a gangbang. Okay. Uh, there was quite a few tops. So okay. he was, he yeah. was, that was one scene. And then there was another one where we were put together. And we do actually say to the studio, I said, look, um, you are going to get a great scene. Mm-hmm. 
because we just know each other so, so well, and we know what works and we know our limits and stuff. It's going to be a fantastic and easy scene. However, um, it may not be anything new to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the audience absolutely love the pairings, but then some of them were like, okay, well, we've, we've seen you together already. So I'd be interested to say what you say to him and see if he has any kind of, <laughs> I'm sure he'd be well, like, I hate working with you. <laughs> Not like that, because of course he's got a Canadian accent. He should, you should get him to do a British accent. He's, really? Okay. Yes. I, I will. I'll have him do Please it tonight. Please get him to do a British accent. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was, cause you have, you've had the luxury of, of seeing a lot of different places mm. during this kind of this crazy time. Mm. What was the craziest thing you saw out there? And not even like sex wise or sex wise, if it was, um, if there are any moments that kind of stand out like the, the most, um, okay. So is the most surreal in terms of the pandemic, the most surreal feeling was, um, when I did go back into London mm-hmm. for a brief period of time. Um, and having known, knowing London quite well, and then going like, um, to like Piccadilly circus, which is one of the busiest hubs mm-hmm. like in that city. Um, and just feeling how empty it was. That was surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, we've obviously had to deal with like in, in Barcelona, they had 10 PM curfews. So again, like after 10 PM and just like looking from the, from the balcony down at like La Ramblas type mm-hmm. thing, which is normally heaving, just absolutely quiet. And also in Spain, they were, they were very heavily policed, uh, Madrid and in Barcelona, just seeing the amount of cop cars going around at like eight, nine o'clock, getting people ready to get home. They're not causing, there's no drama or anything. Yeah. They just want to make sure that they are like, we are enforcing this rule and, and yeah. uh, this is what we're doing. Um, uh, and, and eating has been, has been a challenge. Yeah. Because like, sometimes I'm in an apartment that has a, a kitchen and I can't cook. <laughs> I made yeah. Romeo a, bacon sandwich once in berlin and i set the place on almost set the place on fire the smoke detector was going off and the bacon was burnt and um i I still made him eat it i mean he's eaten worse he's eaten my ass do you know what i mean so um he had that sandwich and then um i mean i'm I'm just about good with cereal so on the flip side, then when you're in hotels, it's like, well, you're relying on um uber eats Mm -hmm. sometimes uber eats just doesn't turn up in, just, is this in different countries? My, Miami is the worst. Oh, Sorry, okay. I'm calling you out, Miami. Miami at Uber sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just does. Yeah. Um, well, if that's the least problem you had with Miami oh, or Florida, <laughs> you're pretty lucky. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't come away with um, my food or COVID, so, you know, I guess that's a win. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it was... Um, so that that's that, I mean the, the real third world uh, first world problems should mm. I say I sound so trivial uh, moaning about Uber Eats and not being able to cook I should obviously learn how to cook. Um, You're busy. You have a lot of things going on. You know, like it's, it's what am I going to make? Yeah. <laughs> and also, you haven't had your own personal kitchen. If you have, like, you know, when you do, you you said. Um, when you did stay in places for a good period of time, yeah. you kind of get into the right. Yeah, I, I, I am um, in Canada. So my six months in Canada, mm-hmm. I managed uh, scrambled egg. Okay, that's a start. Good. Scrambled yeah. eggs are, are not. They're not as easy as everybody thinks they are. Right. They're soft serve. They're a bit There's, wet. <laughs> but, um, wet is fine. That, yeah. That's that's hotels do them a certain way than people do them at home. So, and right. that's something that I learned actually in. 
Ecuador. I went to Ecuador two years ago. Okay. And that's when it finally stuck. I was like, why are their eggs so much better? It's because they do a soft serve because they leave it cooking. So if you get there earlier, it, it kind of isn't as hard and clumpy as, as right. it gets when you get there later. Okay. I know. Scrambled eggs, guys. <laughs> but, but Martha Stewart when you need yeah. <laughs> What um we were talking about um content, right? Fan content. Yes, so yes. you've you've gone out and you've shot a good amount of content just in case there's another pandemic. Yes. <laughs> Not to cross the line of me sounding too whorish. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> I have filmed as much as I can. Well, at the end of the day, um, I I go where the wind takes me. So I I have the freedom to kind of get up and go where I can and when I you know and do what I need to do and you know and not have any limitations. So, but there may be a time that I like. Well, you can't you can't come to this country. You can't do that. And I might have to just go back to the UK. And there isn't really any industry in the UK apart from and I'm, and I can film fan content there. But of course, it's uh, the the, loop, the UK's has been this year very heavily closed and of course they're just getting things back up and running so if i have to go and sleep on my brother's sofa for a month i know that there is i've got stuff to edit i've got stuff to post i mean i'm committed to my fan pages for three posts a week mm-hmm. so they're getting oh wow jeez right three posts a week, I, that's I, awesome. I, I give them three full scenes a week um and it's only nine dollars how how many how long <laughs> are these scenes that's a lot of content that's more than like webs like uh well, Tim, I think does like two, yeah. But still, wow, that's yeah, that's very that's, generous for nine dollars. That's very yeah, generous. very generous, yeah. right? Yeah. Nine dollars a month. I know. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I'm a cheap whore. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, uh, but but I I love it. The thing is, I get to work with so many people. The thing is, mm-hmm. if you're in Madrid, I was in Madrid for ten days. I'm like, I may not be back in Madrid. Yeah. So, and I'm douched. Yeah, I know you from the last podcast. I remember you saying you're going to be ready to go because I I brought the douche just in case. And then I was like, no, he's not going to be, he'll be fine. fine. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, like if you, I'm like, come on, I'm I'm a bottom, right? So I, if I'm douched for one guy, then I'm douched for the next four guys that come in after. Yeah. Has anything anything changed (laughs) in your routine from the last time we spoke in regard to how you, how you prepare? Uh, no, because we did have a long conversation about that. Yeah. I, I still take my time with mm-hmm. it. I am um, just so you're good for the entire day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, I have put more fiber into my diet, but apart from that, no, it's all exactly the same. Good. It's quite a process. It, 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 yeah, but you know what? If you're ready to go for the entire day, that's well, that's an art. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's um, I I. I don't think I've had any casual sex. I don't have any sex off camera. I really don't. I don't have any casual sex. So it's like, I don't need to have impromptu do or do a quick yeah. 15 minute. Yeah. Every time I'm doing it, I know I'm doing it for a series of work and stuff. Okay. But at the same time, I've really, I just love what I do. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, having sex on camera is just like, just gets me off. I, you know, that's your, that's, that's your fetish. That's my fetish. That's your kink. Yeah. yeah. Any other kinks you've developed over the past year that you were like, Oh, I never saw myself in this, but. Um, here I am. I, yes. So I, I've got into this kind of headspace now where I like being, um, I really do enjoy, I enjoy being bound like handcuffs, blindfolds and stuff like that. And it was always kind of there, but I actually managed to do some of this stuff Mm -hmm. over the last, um, a couple of, uh, yeah, over the last year, really, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm in tune more with my fisting as well. Okay. Right. All right. Because 
again, it's 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 tricky for me because I love it and I can't. I'm not in a one place long enough to have a regular fisting partner who can really spend time and train mm-hmm. and work it up and I can just sit back and relax. And And I've done a lot of studio scenes where it's like when we're fisting, that is performance and you have to perform. And I feel like that's fine with sex, but with fisting, it, it's, it's a different kettle of fish and it's yeah. a lot more intimate for me it is anyway. And it feels so powerfully good and none of that should be forced or mm-hmm. anything. And, and, mm-hmm. and I've been able to meet with some really talented fisting tops who work with, and and we've just kind of taken our time and we've let the cameras roll or whatever, but we've just taken our time and, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not for, and, and just kind of, uh, and yeah. And a lot of the time I'll be blindfolded because sometimes I think like just taking away that visual um, and then I can just really tap into my headspace and really just relax and, and, and I feel different things I've never felt before when you've got cameras rolling and like, and it's like, and go type thing. And you have to really amplify it. So I guess that's, yeah. Um, so we're going to do a little fisting. We are. Yeah. I know. With um, Alex Dikas, who's very excited. Mm, yes. When I mentioned that he's like, you want me to fucking fist uh, Drew Dixon? Oh God. Yes, please. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. He's a nice guy. I have yet to have uh, an, a chance to work with him. I, Treasure Island has, um, and I know people that have, I interviewed him for the Mm -hmm. podcast, but, um, Treasure Island doesn't really do a lot of hardcore stuff. Right. Um, whereas when I was with Dark Alley, that's how they started. They started out with fisting and Mm -hmm. Matthias von Fistenberg and shit. So, yes. Um, I have two scenes that are hardcore and I have one more that's, that's coming and I wouldn't shoot fisting unless I knew the person was comfortable doing it. And I think we shot something. First thing we shot, you, Seth Knight, and oh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I, FX Rios. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. one of them started and fisting. He, he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was just with regular old silicon lube. Yeah. And I that I wasn't as nowhere near as practiced as I am now. So um, yeah, that did happen as yeah. a kind of like an add-in. Yeah. So like, I was like, oh, I'll get it. Why not? Let's shoot yeah, it. Well, yeah. Well, absolutely. That's going to happen, isn't it? So, um. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So I'm, I know that I'm comfortable with you because I know that you know what you're doing. Yeah. And Alex and has experience doing yes. it too. Yeah. That's so that'll be really fun. important. For what me. I do now, the reminder is now I have to go out and get some J-Lube or what would you prefer? I've got J-Lube. You do? Yeah, I try okay. with it. You do? Okay. I do. Right. I do. I've got a... Some, uh, I'll mix some up. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that because I only have silicone and water-based lube. Right. And I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Don't worry. One thing I have seen a lot of is you've been topping more. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. So, Um, yeah, What was there just like a switch or were you just like... (laughs) I'm going to say this now. I don't know if I'm going to regret it. You know how you have gay for pay? I top for tips. Really? Okay. (laughs) I am am definitely... I I identify as a bottom. My pronouns are bottom. (laughs) No, I, I, I identify as a bottom... I love to bottom and I think I'm a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, that being said, um, on my travels, when I, um, there are some guys that um, I want to work with mm-hmm. and they, they're also a bottom. So someone's got to give, right? Yeah. Something. And um, I, I want to work with this person and I want to be able to um, put that, you know, and bring that to my fan pages mm-hmm. and bring that to my fans. So, so, and, and because also like when, 
like a studio probably won't ever pair us because they know that we're both bottoms. So it's like, therefore, um, I'm happy to say, hey, look, I want to top you. Yeah. I do enjoy it. I really do. That's um, actually that's actually a really good um, marketing thing for yourself, for fan sites, because you, you are right. When I think Drew Dixon, I don't think, well, I have seen you top. Mm. I have seen you top, uh, I think, for Champ Studio. You did it. Like, yeah. It was at Orgy in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. It was mm-hmm. really quick. But um, you did get in there. So I know that you're yeah. capable of it, but if I ever said to Max Soul, hey, Drew Dixon wants to top this guy for the whole scene, he'd be like, really? Mm. So yes, but that's not a bad angle to have outside of studio work mm-hmm. too. Top for tips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I do, but the, the, as long as people know, I do actually enjoy it. And um, mm. I um, I typically like topping um, like maybe like smaller, not mm-hmm. twinks as such, but just guys that are a little smaller than me type mm-hmm. thing. And I feel like um, I, a little bit of an alpha comes out yeah. and um, I feel like You're the, the dynamics are good. <laughs> and I know it's good because a lot of the time, like I'm, I'm fucking a guy and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to come like two minutes into it. Cause yeah. that's, that's why I kind of came away from topping in the first place. Cause in my personal sex life years ago, um, back when God was a boy, uh, I would like be f- topping and I would like come in like two minutes. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so like embarrassed. I'm like, well, I'm going to bottom more that way. I don't have to worry about the stress of coming yeah. too quickly, but now I've kind of got it under control. Well, that's cool. I've seen a therapist. <laughs> He's been very generous. <laughs> when it comes to uh, when it comes to your fan content, what is the worst part, or what is the most difficult part of creating fan content? That's pre pre oh production or post. Like what? What really just ah? Oh. oh gosh! Because um, you're a producer now. <laughs> I am your own studio now. Um. I don't think people realize how hard it is to actually get models to commit. Mm-hmm. You would think yeah. <laughs> they would be committed. Yeah. But um, you do get uh, the occasional flakes. Mm-hmm. And I say that in this reception. People flake on Grinder, right? Yeah. You know, so, and then they certainly flake when it comes to fan content. Don't get me wrong. I've had a couple of situations myself where I've had to cancel because of, there's been complications or whatever or and and they're out of your control but um i do just get i get people that just go awol and i'm like and i'm very forward coming with my communication like hey um you know and i have a schedule i have an excel spreadsheet i had one last year i'm not sure if i talked about it i love talking about my excel spreadsheet (laughs) it's wonderful um but on that excel spreadsheet there is a calendar and there is dates and times and there are things booked in because you know i as i said i need to capitalize my time it does make sense now um you know get that file of facts out and um yeah so i'll be like the day before like hey we still on for tomorrow yes the morning of we're still good for two o'clock yes 12 o'clock. Are you on your way? <laughs> One o'clock. Are you on your way? Mm. Two o'clock. Are you on your way? No response. And then like two days later, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. Hey, um, that, that, so yeah, that, that does actually happen. And, um, God, so even, and I say this with nothing but admiration, even Drew Dixon gets fucking shafted. Yeah. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, Yeah. So, um, that happens and, but I, I, 
I uh, then also you get some people that get nervous. Mm. Yeah, they, they get they get they turn up and they get nervous, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> what about <laughs> the? I try and make people as relaxed yeah. as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's know, important. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm very kind of like uh, approachable, mm-hmm. and I try and make people feel as comfortable as possible. But um, yeah, unfortunately, some people get into their heads a little bit, yeah. and then they can't perform. Um, but we can make that work. It's, it's all in the edits. It's so, yeah, it is. It's very interesting to see or to talk to models now mm. and have them kind of understand yes. the idea of, but, but the thing is, you guys got it harder. Like there, there are studios that don't put the casting together. Um, like it's not just one person putting casting together, doing the production, doing the editing, posting it like you guys are a one-stop shop at this point mm, mm-hmm. and that's what separates the ones that are going to succeed and the ones that are not how do you find um how do you find uh post like editing um i really enjoy it i find it relatively easy because i actually have someone film all my stuff okay um and when he's not available i get someone else to film all cool. my stuff i uh, i don't carry tripods around with me or ring lights because um i don't have the capacity in my suitcase to mm-hmm. carry them and it's filled with dildos. So like you've got to you know, pick one, haven't you? <laughs> you have to pick. Only one's going to get stopped at TSA and it's not going to be the ring light. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I've been fortunate that I am, I travel with someone that I uh, actually pay. Cool. I pay someone to yeah. film my stuff. Um, I actually, I take the money that I earn and I reinvest it back into my business. Cause Sweet. that's what it is. It's yeah. a business. Um, it's a great business, but it's a business. Um, so it does make it cause it's all shot on one camera and it's not, f- and then I can, I sit down on my iPad and I uh, splice it all up and, um, uh, and I'll get that done. Then I'll get a trailer done together as well. I've enjoyed putting my trailer specifically with some music. I've, I subscribe to a, um, a platform that I can actually download music that is not, um, what's the word? Uh, licensed yeah. free, royalty, and free, and royalty yeah. free. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't want having Madonna after me or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've got yeah. hung up while I'm getting shafted. Um, <laughs> just in the background. She's looking good right now, isn't she? Yeah. Good oh, old man. I know. Yeah. I was just thinking about, funny you say that. Cause I was listening to hard candy on the way here Yes. and I love that album. And I know Madonna segue real quick, but um, I didn't really like the last one. I went to see the tour. Hardcore Madonna fan. Like I followed the woman. Last one to, was Madame X, wasn't it? Madame I X. I didn't invest in yeah, that. Yeah. I, I went to one of the concerts and you know, when you're in a theater and it says the show starts at eight and you come on at 1130, you're going to piss people off. Right. So I stayed for a little bit. And then afterwards I was just like, okay, this is not, not what I expected. Not for me. Okay. Um, but hardcore Madonna fan. Um, why did we get on her? Oh, cause she's looking good. She's looking good. And I, I talked about royalty free music. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I assume you follow her. Or you've seen her on Instagram recently. I've seen her on Instagram recently. I think it's fine. The work is finally accumulating to the point where it looks good. Cause for a while it was like, <laughs> but now it's like, she's got the big lips. Her titties still look good. I'm like, like mom, <laughs> yeah. is that you? No, my yeah. mom doesn't look like that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah so anyway, royalty so free music. music. Um, <laughs> I I enjoy putting a trailer together with some music and making and just giving whether or not people like it or not, or whether or not it gets loads of traction online. But actually, it's it's just a little personal stamp that I invest. So every scene, I I tend to spend about. 
three to four hours mm-hmm. post edit because I've got to piece it all together and I watch every single second of it. I want to make sure I'm trimming out the things I don't want to want in. I want to gel it all together. So it's nice. Then I've got to save it. And then I've got to upload it onto six platforms. And then um, I'm making a trailer that finding the music that I want for that particular trailer is also a challenge because I'm going through a whole mm. catalog of music online to try and find a specific song that really works with that. The, 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 the theme of that, that piece of content. Then I go through all of it because it's all filmed in 4k. So I'm then taking screenshots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got mm-hmm. stuff for Twitter uh, and then I upload all of it into my Dropbox. I've got to give, uh, I give the other guy the, the content, the raw content as well. And, and then, that, and by the time I then procrastinate and, <laughs> and have lunch, it's like about a three to four hour uh, piece of work. So, um, but I, it flies though, right? You feel, are you at that point where it's like, Oh yeah, where does the time go. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, okay. So you relatively, you, you genuinely enjoy I do. The it's, it's creative. Process. Yeah. It's also fun. because I was, um, I was a retail manager so long um in my 20s um i am very business analytical i like looking at data and i like um, i like seeing where i can make growth and i like to know where my fans are coming from what time they're subscribing uh what videos are doing well what's getting traction what's um uh you know, also affiliates, like on some platforms you get a lot of affiliates so i'm looking to see uh how many of those um affiliates are driving business towards me um I look at, I look at all this data. So that's, I love all that as well mm-hmm. because that's like the business yeah. man and like how I can grow and I track and it's all on my spreadsheet. Wow. It's all on my spreadsheet. So <laughs> I, it's when I said one stop shop, this is like a total package too, because you're in front of the camera and you're really good in front of the camera, but you're also doing the, the business end of it right. and also the production end of it. It's, um, it's full-time work. Okay, so, so then, um, my people ask me, "Is there any advice for it?" And I'm like, especially for those models that have come onto the fan platforms in the last twelve months, because so many people have, because they are now out of work and they've defaulted onto it. Um, I'm like, if you're not if you're not putting a full time, if you're not putting it in full time, then you you get out what you put in. Mm-hmm. That's all I can Absolutely. say. Absolutely. So if you put in forty hours a week, then you're going to reap the benefits as opposed to putting in ten minutes. Um, yeah. And that's where I think also people drop out, right? You know, you're going to, you're going to have the ones from the very start, you knew which ones were going to go yeah, and which ones were going to like continue succeeding. I mean, everyone has their own way of doing it. Some people like to just take a photo and then charge 40 bucks for it. I'm like, okay, you do that. That's fine. If you're making yeah, it, it works for you. <laughs> no, what's important for me is that, um, I look at my retention rate which okay. is, um, I think I made up that word. I'm not sure. No, retention is a word. Yes. It is a word. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah. So what? How? So I look at how many fans I've got and then I look at how many people are renewing because it's one thing getting people on and convincing them that they should spare nine bucks for you. Um, but then the next thing is making them stay. Mm-hmm. Why should they stay for the next month and the month after that and for the month? So I look at that as a percentage to see what my percentage is versus, you know, um, how many people are staying. So, mm-hmm. Um, as I said, I don't know what the retention rate it looks like for someone who um, charges three dollars for a subscription, then twenty dollars for every single video. I don't know. Oh, what, I don't yeah. know how many of those fans are staying. They may be doing really, really well. I don't know. I've never looked at the data, so I'm not judging. Mm-hmm. It, obviously, it works for them. That's why they're still doing it. But I like to. That's why I'm giving people free videos a week for only nine dollars because I want them to come back and watch. 
mm-hmm. next month's videos and the months after that. Yeah. I want to keep them for the long run because this is for me the long run. I'm a sex worker. Mm-hmm. This is what I've chosen to do and I've chosen to do it since 2017. This is my job, my yeah. love, my yeah. passion, my career. This is, I wouldn't want to do anything else. So um, I haven't just jumped onto this off the back of, I don't, I can't go and work at the restaurant yeah. tonight because it's shut. I can't go and work at the law firm because they, you know, people aren't committing crimes. <laughs> Actually, I'm sure people are committing loads of crimes during COVID. <laughs> that was a terrible example. <laughs> no, but you, you know mean, what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but so when, when those jobs come back, are they going to then just drop the fan pages and then default back into their previous jobs? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, each to their own, but um, as I said, this is the reason why I invest so much and, of my love and time into this is because this is my job yeah, and this is what I want to do. I don't yeah. want to do anything else. Well, it absolutely shows. Um, if you were doing anything else at this point, mm-hmm. hypothetical, what do you think you would be doing? I'll be a barrister at Starbucks. Really? Yes. Why? Everyone's happy there. Yeah, you're right. I've okay. never met an unhappy Starbucks worker. I mean, if you are one out there, please DM me because I'm going <laughs> to slap you senseless. No, I think everyone's happy in Starbucks. I love Starbucks. It's great. Um, <laughs> I probably, you know who else I think, uh, maybe it's just because it's a newer job or it's going to start um, flourishing now. Uh-huh. But uh, every time I've gone to... Um, a marijuana dispensary. Okay. Those people look really happy. <laughs> right. I don't know if they're like dipping their hand in the till or in the sense of like the, the merchandise, but um, they're always like, Hey, come in, you know, right. this is this and this will get you this high and blah, blah, blah. So they look happy too. Good. Yeah. I mean, I know nothing about marijuana. No, no, I know. Are you a, about. are you a recreational um, user of anything? No. Okay. So you are, you are good to go. You I, are. I don't drink. You don't drink either. Wow. No vices. Well, coffee, but that's it. Oh, coffee's my vice. Yeah, yeah but that's fine. It's yeah. it's a very... Um, I'm in 10 grand's worth of debt because of Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very acceptable... Uh, Habit. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's definitely, you know, caffeine is... It is. But, it has um, its limits. Well, that's cool. That's good. That explains that explains a lot in in... Well, not just your drive or ambition, but, you know, you get you get a lot of shit done. I had a bottle yeah. of wine yesterday. Oh. You know how hard it was to get up this morning? <laughs> so I, get, I know what you're saying. And I haven't done that in a long time right. because we haven't been drinking all that much. But right. yeah, yesterday, one thing led to another. You're just having drinks with your friends and stuff. And, and fine. it was the equivalent. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I can't even think of like in my 20s how much I drank. And then, right. you know, you have to get up and produce. It's a very, yeah. very, I could never do that. I've that just got shit. I'm a morning person. I've got shit to do. Okay, in the morning, so you're a right? morning person. Like I've got my spreadsheet to do. Yeah, <laughs> seven thirty every morning, uploading all my figures. Um, yeah, no, yeah. So I don't have time to be getting hungover and stuff. <laughs> I I haven't drank since um, the very early, um, no, very late uh, 2018. Okay, that was when I last. Um, I think I had a Bailey's at Christmas. So it was a light drink. Doesn't really count. Yeah, oh, <laughs> not a mixed drink. It was a. It was like a cordial, let's say. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Bailey's on the ice. I do like a Bailey's on ice, but I have not had one since 2018. Um, <laughs> there is an old man's drink. <laughs> so what, um, when people are looking for you, uh-huh. who, 
a lot of people. Well, like what kind of people? Like the CSI, <laughs> CSI, CIA. That's it. When we don't talk about that. <laughs> when listeners who may not. By the way, your your podcast got a lot of listens. Oh, it did. It? Yeah, people really really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, this one maybe not so much. No, absolutely. You're kidding about me, Madonna. <laughs> well, remember last time, and I was curious. I wanted to do another podcast with you because I always like listening to what you have to say. Uh-huh. But not only that. Um, I think only one of my podcasts was working. Oh. Or one of my, my cameras was working at the time. Okay. And I was not able to record my end of it. So it looked like you were just talking. And that was that was on the YouTube page. He's gone crazy. Yeah. It, was, it was more, because for me, it was always just a, a podcast that was going to be audio. And then yes. the visual aspect of it was like extra. Mm-hmm. But now people have really, really gotten on the YouTube page and they love watching it. So I remember watching it. Yeah, I remember watching it again and being like, okay, I got I to gotta redo this one again. Um, and here we are. Mm. But what I meant was when people are looking for you or listeners who are introduced to gay porn or right. porn in general mm-hmm. are looking for you, where can they find your stuff? Uh, well, I went down to a little gay DVD store on, uh, I think it was 8th Avenue here in New York City. And you'll find me on a lot of box sets. The so that's blue a good, store. The blue <laughs> store. I was, do you know what? And if like, I was like moving the DVDs to the front. So I'm now, I'm like, oh, no one wants to watch Romeo. Let's just move Drew to the front. Um. <laughs> Did you tell him that you were in the store? They love that shit. They'll take pictures with you and put them up. No, and, I didn't. I went no. in very kind of very discreet. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I joke with Romeo there because whenever we go in there, I'm like, oh, this is one of yours. It's in the sale. <laughs> is that the bargain bin? <laughs> and he's like, they don't have mine here because it's all sold out. <laughs> sure, Jan. Um, where can people find me? So let's start with uh, a Google search. Um, you'll definitely find my images there. Uh, let's go over to Twitter. It's Drew Dixon triple X. Um, Instagram is Drew Dixon dot official. Um, uh, and then I got once you're there, you'll get my OnlyFans links and my Just for Fans and many vids and Wolf Club channel and ABN Stars and for my fans. I'm I'm I got my fingers in many pies, yeah. 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 But um, I feel like the fan platforms obviously some do better than others, but of course it's like um, it's like Samsung and iPhone, right? You have a brand that you like and you stick with. If you're a Samsung user, you tend to be a Samsung user. Mm-hmm. If you're a Just for Fans user, you tend to stick with Just for Fans. Or you, you know, not many people, not many people that I've interacted with are, you know, subscribed to models on all these different platforms. So just mm-hmm. pick one, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> um, last question yes. before we, uh, we put some dick in you. No, for the 40th time. Oh, dick. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> um, what, um, Last time we spoke, we were talking about you getting more into direction. Yes. Is what you're doing, is that, that's, I, um, it's keeping you busy, but yes. are you one step closer to being behind the camera or doing stuff behind the camera as well? Yes. Okay. I am. Um, I've got, I'm just, um, it's really funny because, uh, uh, over yeah, the, the, when, uh, let me get my words out. La, 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 la. Um, I've done a lot of script writing. I think I was starting to do that anyway when um, we were last here. But um, I've done some script writing, and I just kind of I've spent during the quarantine sitting down with some music on, getting very influenced by kind of like and getting very creative and mm-hmm. um, trying to think of concepts. 
Um, so I've got something that I really want to kind of be able to take and run with, but now it's just, and now that I've kind of saved up money because I'm saving as much as I can, I can now mm-hmm. start spending it on resources and kind of create something. Um, have I done, I haven't really done any filming so much, not yet, but um, after having watched so much of my own stuff back, I know which angles I like. I know what looks really aesthetically good. So when I'm now, when obviously I'm filming, um, I'm a lot more vocal mm-hmm. whilst I'm, you know, getting railed or filming or, and, and I'll be like to the cameraman, I'm like, can Put you get, can, can we get this shot? Can we get that shot? Yeah. Can we get this shot? And not try and like um, break it up too much. So there's not too much stop start, but just kind of say it in the middle. And then I'll just kind of pull that bit out mm-hmm. of the final edit. Um, so yeah, I've got a real clear idea of what my content, I, I like my content to look like, but yeah, I've got something that I really want to be able to, something very creative that is kind of beyond just fucking on a bedtime mm-hmm. thing that mm-hmm. I want to be able to create, but it's just, um, getting the right people involved to do it. So, so you are, in my opinion, <clears throat> you are there, like you've, everything that you've mentioned, everything that you've talked about, you are you are on par with studio or like studio nice. based. Uh-huh. I, I've, I've met a couple of models that are, are similar on similar paths, mm-hmm. but you got your shit together. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Right. I think that's amazing. Well, no, that's, that's yeah. a compliment. I appreciate yeah. that. Cause everything that you're saying is right. In, right. in, in, in my opinion, from the um, perspective of what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. You seem to have, have gotten it all together. So I commend that. Thank you. Congratulations. Well, yeah, I mean, it's trial and error. I'm still yeah. learning. I'm yeah. still growing. I'm still developing. I'm still getting, um, I'm, I'm, I'll be my worst critic as we all are, mm. you know, so mm-hmm. we're all human. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, hopefully uh, we'll see what happens in when we're doing this podcast next se- next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. I appreciate it. I would, I'd like to find for season three, I've been talking about doing more of a, like have like, hook you up to a mic Mm -hmm. and maybe follow you around and do something a little more active. Mm -hmm. Um, So you, you kind of think of what you might want to do. I know you're a dancer. Yeah. (laughs) That would be just, like like Riley Mitchell wants to cook and I was like I'll get in the kitchen you cook for me how about that so you know a lot of I want to display a talent you know or maybe we can do a cook show (laughs) oh my god could you imagine I would love you watch Nailed It on Netflix yes I would love to go on that I would love to go on it because it would just be the 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 horrendous so that's how about that we will do uh, a rendition of nailed it i would for season three (laughs) all right that would be the funniest thing yeah that'll be fun (laughs) jeez all right well guys uh drew dixon drew dixon thank you so much for doing this again i absolutely appreciate it i look forward to our scenes today and um yeah rock and roll let's Let's do it take some dick y'all cheers thank you